this is episode 578 of the Pixelated Sausage Podcast for Friday, January 18th, 2019. I am your host, Marcus Nez, and today I'll be talking about a few PC games because I recently hooked up my Steam Link. I think that's what that little device is called that I believe has been discontinued and it no longer actually exists, but I picked it up over a year ago. I think when GameStop had them for five bucks, I just couldn't pass them up. I bought one prior to that through Amazon, a, a warehouse deal one that was you know open but like new, and I had issues with double inputs and stuff like that. And I didn't know if that was just the 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 system I had that maybe was a little buggy or what was going on. So I returned that, and then. After that sale happened, I'm like, I cannot pass this up. Maybe it's gotten better. Maybe I had a faulty unit. Who knows? It's five bucks, and it's only five bucks because Steam had every now and again their deals where it's like five bucks or buy this ten dollar game and get one for free. But then the shipping was ridiculous, if I remember correctly, and that's why I never ended up doing it. Where it's like, oh, get this game. And a Steam link for five. Like it might have been get this game for ten bucks, then you can get a Steam link for five bucks. But the shipping was insane, or it just made the deal not that great compared to how much you could uh, pay to get one on Amazon or whatnot. So, yeah, I recently hooked that up. Everything works fine. I like that it will turn on when I uh, turn on my Xbox One controller that is hooked up to it because I. Uh, have a, a few newer Xbox One controllers that are Bluetooth enabled, so those work with it wirelessly without any dongle or anything, which is nice. Long story short, I hooked that up recently because playing on my PC is a nightmare. I just don't the 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 actual playing on a PC. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the fact that looking at the PC screen where I do the majority like so much work, I don't look at it and think. This is for gaming too. It just doesn't feel right anymore uh, at this point in my life. So just moving that over to the, the the TV, especially you know when I'm using a gamepad for most games. If I was using a mouse and keyboard, I wouldn't be playing on the TV. But um, it just makes it an easier sell for me. Anywho, I played a few PC games and I played them via Steam. Like everything worked fine. You know, no issues from a visual standpoint or uh, lag or anything like that. Uh, you know, everything worked great. But um, the two games I played were Book of Demons, which I've been meaning to get around to for a while because it was in early access. I think I dabbled with it a bit back then, and then it recently came out, I think, at the end of last year. And then 2084, which is an early access game that just came out. Not out of early access, it just came out in general, um, which is very much so an early access game. But it's it's not bad. I'll get to both. I'll, I guess I'll start with Book of Demons. So Book of Demons is a dungeon crawler, but it's set up in a different type of way. I really like the aesthetic. It has a, a papercraft type of look to it, which I really like. It looks good. And it does some nice effects with, the, you know, like opening books and, and seeing stuff pop up and, and and whatnot. But it's a dungeon crawler where you are constantly going uh, deeper and deeper into this 
tower, this like castle looking thing. And it has a controller support, but the controller support is a bit wonky. I don't it's not the best controller support. Sometimes I have to press a button twice in order for it to register. And that's frustrating. And just some of the, the gameplay elements using the right cursor to collect loot can just be a bit of a hassle. Because the way these dungeons work is that you are this uh, hero, whatever. Uh, at, at, ver at first, you can only play as a warrior. When you hit level 5, you unlock two more, like Mage and Rogue, I believe, at level 5 and, and whatnot. But you're, only, you're not able to freely move around these dungeons. You are... Uh, Forced down a specific path, you know, you're following this yellow brick road that sometimes will have offshoots, but you only can move down this specific path, and it's wide enough for your body, so there's no real moving around or anything like that outside of forward and sometimes to the side if there's uh, an offshoot. But then enemies will be coming from the sides. Maybe they'll be on the path. Maybe they won't. And once you're in a certain like cone of a, a radius uh, uh, within uh, once they hit your radius which is pretty large then you just auto attack them and if you hold down the a button you'll attack them quicker some enemies will be shielded and you press the b button a few times to break their shield and then you attack them regularly there are enemies who are poison and after you kill them they'll explode and poison nearby enemies and yourself as well but if there are zombies near them. They will heal them. Um, there are gar uh, gargoyles that you attack, and if you let them like turn back and do gargoyle statue form, they'll start to heal again. There are bosses that typically come in like th waves of, not waves of three, but they usually have three waves to them where they'll fight you. You'll get them down to almost no health. Then they'll heal up again. Then you'll get them down again. Then they'll heal up, and then you'll kill them. Um, it's pretty simple. It controls well for the most part, but if there are a lot of enemies on screen, especially when there are bosses that have enemies that you have to kill before their shield goes down, so they're they're shielded by enemies that you have to kill first, trying to specifically attack them with a gamepad at least can be a real son of a bitch. And that is the only time I've found the game to be particularly frustrating, though still playing on normal, really easy. And there's like an easy mode, normal, and then roguelike. So... Um, there's all that. And like, if you, if you break, uh, vases or open chests, you collect it with your little on-screen cursor with the right analog stick, the same way you can pick enemies you want to attack. Though, if, like I said, if there are a lot of enemies, you, it's not going to be easy to scroll over the one you want and have it actually attack. Cause then it'll, it'll all adjust to a time. Like it's, it can be, it just, if there are a lot of enemies, it's not that great. Um, but it seems to be pretty easy so far. I've played for about an hour. And I'm, I'm liking it. But it is very easy on normal at least. And there's a town as well. There's bits of story. In town there are a few people who can help you with certain things. So when you level up. One. one the thing I really like about leveling up is that the enemies don't scale with you. And when you level up. They lose one of their hearts. So at the very beginning, when you're level 1, the base skeletons are 3 hearts. When you level up to level 2, they're down to 2 hearts. Then 3, down to 1 heart. And then when you level up past that, they are down to 0 hearts and just 1 hit and they're dead. 
And I like that system that's in place because it makes me feel like I'm getting stronger and progressing. I hate, I am someone who is very adamantly against enemy scaling. I hate that. I like feeling powerful. I have no problem with feeling overpowered and being overpowered. Um, just give me new areas with higher powered enemies, you know. I, I don't I don't like it if I go back to an area where I started and enemies were giving me a hard time uh, when I was really low level, but then I've gotten way stronger and suddenly they're all stronger too. I just think that is nonsensical and I hate it. So I really like that. But when you level up, you have the choice to increase either your mana or your uh, health. And when you do this, the, the option you don't pick gets thrown into this little cauldron thing or whatever where you can go back to town and talk to this lady and she'll put all this thing together and make you a super powerful thing. You know, The more stuff you get in there at once, the, the, the greater it'll be. And every time you use this, the cost increases. So at first it's like 500 gold and then it'll increase to more expensive and more expensive. It'll always keep increasing. So there's a reason to wait uh to get the best you can but if you do end up dying in the dungeon all those things you've accumulated over time will disappear so there's a risk reward system in place there there's also a lady who can recharge your cards because you also have cards you can use which uh are for certain kind of uh, abilities whether it's healing or curing poison or doing a powerful attack Messing with armor and stuff like that, um, which are nice. They're simple to use. You just press the X button. You press the triggers to um, switch between them. You can have three equipped at a time, though. As you level up, you'll be able to unlock more that you can equip at a time. It is a bit annoying in the in the menus how you deal with them and equipping them. Just the only thing that's just annoying about it is that to equip a new one, if you have three equipped, you have to find the one you want to unequip, then unequip it. And then find the one you want to equip and equip it. You can't say, okay, I want to equip this one and I want to put it, you know, I want to replace this one with this card. Which just adds, you know, a, an extra step to the process that is just ever so slightly tedious. But I've been enjoying my time with it and I'm excited to play some more of it. See where it goes. Um, runs well and I, I, I like the look of it. The story of whatever. I don't care. It's voiced and it's okay voice work. It's voice work on the same level as not, I don't want to say bad, but like okay typical anime dubs. So there's that. Then the other game I played is 2084, which is an early access. It's from, I think, like a, a side offshoot studio made from people who and i think they still work at this the, the main studio but people who made layers of fear and observer and it's very clear from the the design and look of it that these are people who made observer i think i'm not sure but it, it feels very much it look not feels it looks very much like a lot of these assets were taken from observer or taken and you know slightly adjusted it, it looks very observer as it looks like it is a game that was um made out of observer that it could be part of the observer universe and it's very bare bones at the at this point it is 
10 bucks, um, which is a fine price. You know, I'm not sure if that is uh, an early access discount. I hope it is. Uh, not that I, you know, think 10 bucks is too much if it isn't. But that's something I think every early access game should do. I think it should almost be forced upon early access developers to charge less for the games when they are not finished because they're not finished products and you're asking people to like i just to me there's no p appeal in playing a game as it's being made and paying full price right from the gig like i feel like i should get some incentive for being a bug tester to some extent if i really get into a game and, and doing all that kind of stuff. like but that's a whole nother topic anywho 2084 is a first person shooter where you're going around shooting hordes of zombies basically and it's pretty bare bones so far there's a there's a hint of a story but i just think you are some lady who's playing vr games in her underwear because one of the cutscenes between levels was her getting up taking her headset off and going over to get like a can of coke and then returning to her headset but the, there's a campaign mode and an endless mode. You unlock the endless mode, I think, just after finishing the tutorial, so it's very easy to unlock that, which is a basic chord mode where these zombies just keep coming at you um, and whatnot. But uh, the way the game works is that you have one gun. That's it. There's no melee, which really sucks. And you have ammo that is... Uh, the one kind of ammo that uses your, you use for bullets and for grenades... Grenades don't seem to be that effective. They seem to sometimes be very effective or otherwise or other times not very effective. But you are going through these levels and there are all these little like modules and uh, systems that you can hack and you hack by uh, and that's controller support, which is nice. Um, I appreciate. Um, you press the left trigger to shoot out a hacking module or like a hacking bullet which will then put on screen a few inputs for you to press with the D-pad or probably left analog stick as well, but the fact that they're directional, I don't know why you wouldn't use the D-pad. So it'll be like, you know, up, up, down, left, uh, and some are longer if the things are more important or they'll give you more. Uh, and these modules or whatever that you hack will either give you more ammo or more health. You know, there are certain ones that specifically say, this will give you health. This will give you ammo. There are things across the, the map that will give you a little bit of bullets, usually not health. And then there are things that you hack in order to progress. So like uh, a door lock or a computer that will open up this or that. And that's pretty much it. You're just going through these levels in the story mode, unlocking areas with the hacking and killing enemies as they come. It is very much so an early access game, given just how limited uh, the number of assets they have in the game are. So the, the enemies are the same. They're just these like bald white dudes in like a, a hospital gown. And they change them up because like at first they just kind of uh, slowly walk towards you. Then they might run. Then there are ones that are like hunched over and are almost like speed crawling. Uh, so they're really low to the ground. And then later on, which I just found to be funny, and I'm like, oh, 
they're really not gonna be putting any kind of like alternate uh enemy designs in here right now because it's it's very early on in the details it says it will be in early access for i think 18 to 24 months so this can be an early access game for up to two years even longer i mean that's just an estimate i guess but i found it funny when the new enemies the newest enemies that i thought were just uh tinier models of the same character they're just smaller miniatures of them but they don't look any different or anything they don't really fight different they're just quick and they're small and that's it um but what i one of the things i really hate about the ammo system in the game is that the bullets when you run out of ammo then you can only shoot one bullet at a time very slowly and it becomes really frustrating if you because the ammo doesn't seem to last all that long even if you have a, a full clip of this crap and when you run out you're you can't pick up ammo the enemies when you kill them they won't drop ammo there are some enemies who have like television heads that you can hack and that they will give you ammo but those don't come into play until this second area and they don't give you that much but the, the one nice thing about those two is that usually when you hack them they'll start to they'll stun nearby enemies for a brief period of time but when you run out of ammo you can only shoot that one bullet at a time and it makes the fights just a little bit tedious even though the, the anime ai isn't all that bright so it's not like they're going to start surrounding you if you find a good corner they'll just like come at you one at a time and their actions seem to reset whenever you hit them once so it's like they'll come after you you hit them and then they'll reset and then they'll come after you again and, and like and all that but i think giving the player a basic melee attack would be so great in situations like that uh even if it's just to like i don't know it just feels weird that there's no melee in there and i i'm just really not a fan of the the ammo system and also with the hacking the little bullet you shoot out to hack things it seems like it's uh leans a little towards the right so it's not where you shoot where the cursor is where your um reticule is that is not where it's going to go even if you are looking like even if you're just a few feet away from something if you are looking at something and see the reticule you will notice that the hacking thing is not going right where you're aiming so that is a bit frustrating um i wish the hacking thing was a bit more uh friendly in terms of aim assist with some of the stuff and and that's partially because of the way it doesn't go exactly where you want it to go the horde mode is fine um they throw enemies at you and then they'll start throwing giant like they'll throw bigger models you know they'll throw the miniature ones at you then they'll throw giant versions of them i think in the horde mode the only differentiation between those models and the ones in the story mode are that the ones in the endless mode the horde mode have hair and there's a leaderboard system and all that but uh it's pretty basic it's fine the gunplay feels all right um you know and there, there's potential here uh though there's no real knowing where the game's going to go because it says in the the description that they're 
they want to like work with the community and see what the community wants. Does the community want them to really focus on endless mode or do they want them to focus on story? And depending on what the majority of the community says, that's the direction they'll go with. So it's going to be a very collaborative experience, it seems like at least. And yeah, that means it could go in a direction that I'm less interested in. I'm much more interested in seeing if they if they can really put together an interesting and polished story. Because I think that both of their previous games, I need to go back to Observer. I played that for a few hours. I was really into it, and then I just fell off of it. That is a prime candidate for Attack the Backlog. It's in my list of games to tackle at some point. But I really liked Layer of Fear, which is saying something because i'm not really great with horror games but i think that game was much more about mood and atmosphere than just jump scares and that kind of crap and have throwing enemies at you that are chasing you and you have to hide and all that kind of stuff is much more about mood and atmosphere which i really liked so and what i played of observer i really like so i have confidence in the people who made those games to make something compelling and interesting and worth playing you know, they're not going to make a triple-A game, but I think they make quality indie games. Whatever number A's you want to give them, or, or like triple I's or something, you know, whatever you want to do. Um, but yeah, it, it's got potential. I want to see if there's anything else in my notes that I wanted to mention. Do, 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 do. Oh yeah, checkpoints suck. The checkpoints really suck. I haven't finished. I think that I'm on the last area of what is currently in the game. But I haven't finished it because the checkpoints really suck. Um, like, I went through the level and lost multiple times, like, 15 minutes of progress. Because they didn't give me a single checkpoint from the beginning of the level. So, not a fan of that. Um, but, you know, it's an early game. And it's an early access game that doesn't ask for too much in terms of uh, its price tag, which is always good. I, you know, I could never, I think 20 bucks is the max I would ever pay for an early access game. Anything over that, I'm like, no, I'm not paying, I'm not paying this much to play your broken game. But this is more so a case of uh, a limited content early access game than a broken like it works it functions the horde mode is very simple but it's decent and it has a leaderboard in it and you can go after high scores and compete in that sense you know the single player story has its issues and you know there's there's issues with the art and stuff like that and reusing it and whatnot but everything in the game works you know, some of the stuff doesn't work as well as I would like, like the hacking thing and stuff like that. But nothing is so broken that it's unplayable or anything. So if any of that sounds interesting or if you've been a fan of the, the previous games that these people have worked on, like Layers of Fear or Observer, uh, I, I would recommend checking it out. It's, uh, again, 2084 on Steam. Maybe other platforms, I don't know. But I played it on Steam. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it in terms of what I've been playing. That's worth talking about. Um, I do want to mention this just like a, a, not a TSA service announcement. I don't know. 
but uh i saw in kotaku they're they're currently at the point of this recording they're brand new news stories that the the razors whatever clean and simple death adder gaming mouse is on sale and you get it cheaper or whatever i highly recommend not buying it because i have owned two death adder mice and i love 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 the way they feel in terms of feel i think there is no better mouse that i've personally used than the death adder but in terms of usage they are garbage they do not last long both of them ended up giving me uh double click issues uh, way quicker than they should have where you know i have double inputs like i'm just clicking this once but i'm it's doing a double click and it is something that was inhibiting me from doing a lot of things work-related that I needed to do. So I ended up just ditching Razer as a a, a mouse uh, brand at this point. I just, you know, I think it is a really nice, simple design, and it feels really good. It just doesn't hold up over uh, heavy usage. Not even, I don't even think heavy usage. I just don't think it holds up, um, which sucks because... The current mouse I have is fine. It's a Logitech, whatever, G700. I don't know. Whatever the, the popular, common, recommended mouse is. And it feels good enough. Um, but I hate the way it looks. It's so overly designed. It looks ridiculous. I hate it so much. But I needed a good wired mouse because there's just some wireless interference or something that doesn't want to work with my computer and, and my setup with everything going on here, I guess, because I had the Logitech MX2 or something, the like productivity mouse, um, which is wireless and very nice and it feels really good, but it just would not work it sometimes, or like it would, it would the the mouse would just kind of stutter. Um, it wouldn't be a smooth experience, but yeah, that's. That's all for what I've been playing and and whatnot. In terms of movies and all that kind of jazz, I did watch Bad Times at El Royale. I think that's the name of it earlier today. And that is a... It is an interesting movie. I think I liked it. But it's longer than it should be. And they build up... This is a movie with... Um, What's his name? Jeff Bridges, the woman from Fifty Shades of Grey, Chris Thor. <laughs> what is what's his name? Chris Hemsworth, um, Mad Men guy John Hamm, and a few other people who whose names I don't know. But it's where they go to this motel, and shit happens. And they really play up uh, Chris Hemsworth's character and make him seem like he's going to be a big thing. But when he enters the film, it, it wasn't, it was a bit of a letdown. He wasn't as compelling in his character as I would like, especially given that what kind of character he was playing and everything. Like I just, I didn't get the sense uh, 
and the, the, the power, if you want to call it that, from him that I was expecting, um, whether it's just that he was miscast or, or what, um, but that was a bit of a letdown. But overall, I enjoyed it. You know, for the most part, I was engaged with it and wanted to see what's going to happen next. But uh, yeah, worth a rental. You know, it's, it's something that I don't know if I'd ever want to watch again. In part because there's all these things that are happening. And, and part of the enjoyment comes from uh, seeing how everything plays out and what's going to happen. And I don't know if it'll be as enjoyable to watch it knowing exactly what's going to happen. But it's got some really good music in it too. A lot of great uh, Motown uh, and whatnot in it. But then other than that, before I end this here episode and call it a week, I have decided that I'm going to, maybe it won't end up happening, but I'm going to put together just a real basic weekly anime podcast that'll be mostly like, you know, like a, a, season, a weekly wrap up uh, or weekly um, roundup of new episodes and whatnot of current seasons and maybe anything else that is on my mind or, or news or stuff like that. And I'm going to call it Unamazingly Baka because there's nothing more stupid than me. So it makes sense. I already made really real basic um, art for it and, and whatnot. So I think it'll be a show that comes out on Sundays Um and that means you'll never have to deal with any more of my anime garbage on this here podcast. So a lot of people should be happy about that. Anywho, that is where I shall end it. Once again, I'm your host, Marcus Nez. Y'all can find me on Twitter and pretty much everywhere at PX Sausage. The site is, of course, Pixelated Sausage. Dot com where you can find this podcast, the Pixelated Paranormal Podcast, and Attack the Backlog. You know what? I don't know if I want to list the names of these podcasts anymore if I keep making more and shit, because then it's just going to be exhausting. But all those podcasts are podcasts. All those podcasts are available on podcast services across the globe, like Stitcher Radio, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And if you'd like to check out the video version of this here show or Attack the Backlog, please go over to youtube.com slash sausage, where you can also check out some anime reviews and other videos uh, that may tickle your fancy. And if you'd like to, I really like fancy. That's a good word because I'm going to say it very shortly again. That's why I mentioned it. Um, but if you'd like to check out the art I make, you can go over to pxsart.com and check it out over there. If you see something you like, click the link and it'll take you to where you can purchase a print of the piece you fancy. And if you fancy the site in general and anything that we do, please go over to patreon.com slash pxs and support us that way. And as always, thank you for watching or listening. I hope you enjoyed this here episode and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and an absolutely lovely weekend. Bye-bye.